And then I got my personal training certificate, eventually um, became a personal trainer, which was some of the best times in my life. I had such a great time, but this snowballed again, this exercise addiction where I didn't really, again, realize that it was happening, but I was pushing myself consistently because of that. Hello, and welcome to the wake up with gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or you've lost your gratitude journal once again, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach. And I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Julie Boy here, and today I've got a local guest. Her name is Samantha Wagner, and Samantha and I both live here in Nanaimo on the traditional unceded territory of the Snonamooks First Nation. So I wanted to say thank you for this nation for allowing both Samantha and I to live on their territory and to give us a place to share our story. Samantha is an incredible woman with fantastic energy and a very powerful story. She shares her story of exercise addiction and how she did eventually get through it and heal, although she still says that she does deal with it today if she's not careful. It's a very, very powerful and humbling story. She's a nutrition and fitness consultant for Strength Counseling Services, which provides online counseling services. And Samantha has recently started working with their clients to provide that added benefit of nutrition and fitness training and consulting, which, as we all know, has such a beautiful, beneficial effect to mental health. Thank you to everyone who listened to the last episode, which I released on World Gratitude Day, September 21st, and it has definitely been one of the most listened to episodes yet, and I am excited because so many of you not only shared that episode, but took the time to practice gratitude and share your gratitude on World Gratitude Day, so thank you for that. I feel like we're one step closer to achieving my own personal vision, which is I dream of a world where everyone simply chooses to wake up with gratitude. Okay, before we go into this episode, I don't know if you remember, but a few episodes ago, I shared a secret with you at the end of the podcast, and I'm going to do the same thing today. So make sure you stick around right to the end of our interview. I'll come back and share a personal secret with you. Now, I don't know if you had a chance to visit wakeupwithgratitude.com lately, but there's lots of exciting and new things going on on the website. Not only is the 2022 Vancouver Island Sunrises calendar available for pre-order, you can also grab a brand new t-shirt that I've made available, which says gratitude is my jam and the jam is a little pot of jam. It's super cute. I love it. It's a very simple unisex style that goes from extra small to 5XL. All sizes are the same pricing, and then you just pay shipping according to where you live in the world. So I'm excited to see you all wearing your shirts. Make sure you tag me on the socials if you do purchase a shirt. I want to see you wearing your gratitude and sharing it with so many others. Okay, friends, let's get into this really wonderful 
and powerful episode with Samantha Wagner. Hello and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I've got my friend, Samantha Wagner, with us. Hi, Sam. Hello. Oh, (laughs) I know. I'm so excited. Uh, Samantha is a wonderful friend of mine. She's uh, local to Nanaimo, like me. She is a nutrition and fitness consultant for strength counseling services. She's also a certified nutritionist and personal trainer, as well as being a yoga instructor with a specialty in Ayurveda. And what I love about Samantha is that she loves life. She loves to move her body and dance and get in touch with nature and just bring her joy and passion for life to us. Uh, She does this beautiful thing. She can tell us about this freestyle Wednesdays that I absolutely adore watching her energy. And I'm really excited about this conversation with Samantha because She has so many ways that she serves her clients and her communities. And I wanted our community here at Wake Up With Gratitude to just get to know her a little bit better. So as I like to start the podcast, uh, Sam, can you tell us a little bit about your story? Yes, I'd love to. So um, my story, so where to start? I mean, this is always so big and broad, but Okay, so through my life, I've just always had this kind of background energy of of gratitude. Um, And I do believe that it's from uh, my parents just kind of allowing me to just be exactly who I am. And no matter what, uh, they didn't really have any, they didn't really like, you know, tell me what to do or where to go. And I think that for me, that was really a really big deal and made a big impact because it empowered me to make my decisions. And I didn't feel there was no rebellion, I guess, in, in a sense of that. Um, so that really started me off on a good foot. So thank you, parents. Thank you. Love you. And um, so kind of like going back into uh, my later adult years, um, I mean, I've always been active. I've always really loved sports. I was never like the best at sports, but I was always good. So that really, um, that was really fun. I played uh, basketball mainly and rugby as a child, uh, and which was so much fun. Rugby really kicked my ass and <laughs> it was just so great to be honest, learned a lot from there. Um, and that's actually where my true passion of fitness actually really begun was through rugby. Um, so then from there, after I was done school, I just got a few jobs. Um, let's kind of doing anything anywhere, uh, landed a landscaping job. And this is where the, that true activity kind of started taking form. And at, at this time, what I really want to share and get across is, um, is I actually fell into an exercise addiction. So without knowing it at the time. So when I got my landscaping job, I was walking around and trimming and mowing grass and being super active the entire day, anywhere from 10 to 12 hours a day. But I would also wake up in the morning at like 4.30 in the morning, do about a half an hour of exercise in the morning. Uh, Taibo loved it, by the way, so much fun. Um, But then after work, I would also go to the gym and do something else. So it was a huge day. It was like, you know, like 12 to 15 hours of exercise. 
And then I got my personal training certificate, eventually um, became a personal trainer, which was some of the best times in my life. I had such a great time, but this snowballed again, this exercise addiction where I didn't really, again, realize that it was happening, but I was pushing myself consistently because of that pressure as well, because, you know, I'm in this gym and people are looking at me and also watching me exercise, right? So this pressure of being the person, I am the personal trainer, so I have to show up, right? I have to do this work and I have to, you know, make it known that I'm the personal trainer. So I never really had any competition with anybody other than myself. Um, and that alone actually set um, some gears. And um, I, my, I was always sore. Always so, no matter how much protein I ate, no matter this, no matter that. And I never really realized what was going on. I always just thought that I'm exercising. It's great. It's super healthy. It wasn't until I got into a snowboarding accident and fractured my sacrum um, that it things kind of really snowballed for me at that time. And uh, I, at the time, I didn't really see the signs because I was also young. So my body still could do some stuff. So I was forcing myself to do some things because it was that exercise addiction. It, 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 it comes in so, so hard, so fast. So you don't even realize. And it, it makes you feel like if you don't exercise one day that you are going to get fat the next day, right. Or something, or else you're not doing your body a good surface. So it took fracture my sacrum. And then finally, eventually when I was pushing myself, it took myself to, to where I actually couldn't physically move anymore. It like, it was so bad that I had to take a break. And then that's when yoga showed up in my life. And that was the only thing to actually truly work because I was able to relax. Um, so this is something that I always keep in mind when I'm training clients or um, teaching them about nutrition or um, or taking them through a yoga meditation or a yoga class. Um, I always keep that in mind because, you know, we're all, we all get some sort of, we all get addicted to something in some sort of way. And especially with exercise and nutrition, there is this disordered thinking that I have noticed with my client's experience and just what I see. And when, when I talk to people, I, I, I understand and I see that from my own experience that there is disordered thinking around what is healthy exercise and healthy nutrition. Wow, Samantha, I, I didn't, you had mentioned a little bit of this part of your story to me, but I've never heard the full story about your exercise addiction. And it's such a powerful thing for us to be talking about, um, especially in the context of gratitude and the contents of self-care and taking care of our body, because like you said, you didn't even know what's happening. Uh, and I, I can understand that just having been a former Ironman triathlete. Right. <laughs> right. And it's, yes. but there's a mental, um, cost also when you like, I don't know about you, but when you were injured, so, cause after my first Ironman and I stopped training, cause you're supposed to take a break. Um, but I didn't, and I got hurt and then was forced to take a break. Uh, my mental state really kind of like really nosedive really quickly from the lack of the endorphins from exercise. So I don't know if that you had a similar experience when you were injured. Like, did you feel mentally like it was affecting how your mood and stuff? 
Oh, definitely. 100%. I mean, just for the fact that I was always consistently moving yeah. right? and your, and, and your nervous system, and this is something to bring up too. My nervous system was completely shot, right? Completely shot. And, and because of that, I was always, you know, right. You know, just vibrating in a way. Right. And so when you, when you are forced to slow down or forced to stop, your nervous system continues to vibrate because that's just the training that you have given it. Um, so that it, it takes a while and I'm still, even to this day, I still have to be very cautious of even just my excitability. You know, I get really excited and I'm like, yeah, woohoo. but then I'm like, oh yeah, wait, I have to calm down because that can also spark, um, this vibration in my nervous system, which gets me all wired up. And so I do have to still be very cautious to this day, um, with my mental state when it comes to, okay, it's all right to just take a chill. And just do nothing. Ugh. Yeah. This is like a big, huge life lesson. Like you said, culturally, we're so, there's been this message that like rest is bad and recovery is bad. Like you said, you if you never stop working out and you don't take a day off, your body literally does not have any time to recover. No wonder you were sore, sore all the time. But this point you make about that was your normal. Mm-hmm. For you, that was normal to be sore all the time. And you didn't know that it was otherwise like that. You didn't have to feel that way. Now, was it, how did you get introduced to yoga? Um, to be honest, I was just at my ends rope with how, how my back was feeling. And I just didn't know what else to do. I was in chiropractic. I was uh, doing physio and those, all those things are absolutely fantastic and they sure. do work, but just for the state of my nervous system of where I was at, um, because it wasn't just physical, right? It went into the deeper layers. Um, so I, I, ne- I heard of yoga before, but I never had really done it. And I was like, whatever, it was just stretching. Like, who needs that? You know, that kind of state. Um, but I looked up yoga for backs, particularly because I had heard or read an article that yoga was supposed to be good for backs. And it was a restorative class mm-hmm. used with the use of bolsters and all that. So I went to it and really not knowing what to expect. And that was the first time in about a year or just over um, that I had felt relief of my pain. And it's, I, I, I owe it to um, the yogi, of course, I was teaching it um, because he was feeding me a lot of good information about why it's important to relax. Um, but just my body was able to completely let go because of the, all, the, the support underneath my body, right? Yeah. And, yeah my mind just finally, like I fell asleep. I fell asleep every single time I took that class because I was exhausted. It was, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, that's amazing. And it's amazing that you fell into restorative yoga too, because other types of yoga might've aggravated things, right? You might've been in the wrong class. Like there's a, there's a beautiful, like lining up of the right type of, of yoga that also really helped you to feel better. I love restorative yoga. It is. Yeah. It is a beautiful thing. And then there's so many different ways to practice yoga as well. So you then studied yoga, you studied, did your yoga teacher training, and then how, um, did you get introduced to Ayurveda? Cause that's, again, that's another modality, another way of thinking that's not as common. Yeah, that's right. Actually, I've really noticed that since taking it, nobody knows what Ayurveda is. So I just want to share first that Ayurveda, um, it translates into the knowledge or the wisdom of life. So that right away to me, I was like, oh, well, there's something to this. And I got introduced to it by a woman named Melanie Phillips. Um, She's the owner of the Medhuri Method. 
And um, I met her at the Victoria Yoga Conference a, a couple times. And so I subscribed to her email and she sent out this thing every so often, Ayurveda and yoga, let's put it together, blah, 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 blah. And, and finally, like during COVID, um, I actually just took a run at it and, you know, paid up the money and took the class and it was absolutely life-changing. I was also at the time uh, suffering with really, really, really bad uh, acne rosacea uh, just due to a lot of underlying stress that was going on. And I was in a heated studio and blah, 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 lots of things going on at that time. Uh, but Ayurveda yoga made me look at my body and the foods that I was eating and also the yoga practices that I was doing, or not even just yoga practices, exercise, just in general, the type of exercise that I was doing isn't actually good for my mental state and also the, the my type of body. It just made me really realize and understand in a deeper way of, of how, what, what I was doing that didn't actually promote healing. It was promoting aggravation, which was really interesting. We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. My friends, I have a gift for you. I created a beautiful gratitude meditation that you can download directly to your phone. What I love about this gratitude meditation is that it's a great way to start your day. And I encourage you to turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to sleep. And the nice thing about having a meditation that's downloaded to your phone is that you don't need to turn your phone off airplane mode before you start your day with gratitude. So to access this gratitude meditation, please visit bit.ly forward slash gratitude, love letter. It's all one word and gratitude, love, and letter are all capitalized. So that's bit.ly forward slash gratitude, love letter. As a bonus, I'll be sharing with you my weekly gratitude, love letter into your inbox. It's something that will bring joy and happiness. And of course, gratitude to your inbox every single week. That way you'll never miss another episode of the podcast. You'll hear about other podcasts and blogs and articles that I find interesting and want to share with you. And I also share some of my favorite photos that I've taken that week. So if we're not connected on social media, you'll get the best of wake up with gratitude in your inbox as well. All right, friends, let's get back into this episode of the podcast. Ooh, that's so, that's I like that. So you're the exercise is promoting aggravation as opposed to promoting healing. Mm -hmm. And also a really interesting thing you said there is it's the type of exercise for my body shape and size. And I think that's important too, to understand is that fitness and exercise is definitely not one size fits all. And also as our lives change, our bodies change, as we get older, different things may be more appealing to us than they were before. And also things that served us when we were younger are def may not be the right thing for us as we grow old, but we sometimes don't want to let go of that. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes we don't want to let go. Of, like I know running is a big one for a lot of people that I know that were runners and now are not myself included and having to let that go that now, you know, running is just not going to be a part of my fitness exercise regime. So when you look at, you know, this this fitness addiction that you went through. And then today, what kind, you know, how does your fitness lifestyle look like for someone mm. who's recovering from a fitness addiction? 
Well, a lot more rest. (laughs) I'll tell you that. So actually every night before I go to bed, I make sure I do some sort of uh, restorative yoga of some sort. Um, So whether that just be like a, even a yoga nidra or even just some like 10 minutes with my legs up the wall um, and just focus on my breathing and everything. So that's definitely something that I've implemented. That's that I've never even thought that I would ever do before is just rest and recover. And, and, and and it really helps to obviously, you know, put your mind at ease and your body at ease to get Mm -hmm. ready for bed. Um, But the way that my, uh, my exercises changes, to be honest, I, I wake up. And then, you know, I, I do all my cleansing self-care routine in the morning, brush my teeth, wash my face, you know, drink some lemon water um, and, you know, say, say a grateful prayer, do some meditation. Um, and then that's when I actually decide what I'm going to do for my workout, because I believe that you change in your body and your mental state changes every day. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I think it's great to have a structured program. There's nothing wrong with that, but for me and for my life, and I I do believe for a lot of other people, um, that you need to go kind of a day by day process. Like, you know, you need to really feel and and dive deep to be like, what do I need today? Physically, mentally, emotionally, like what do I need from my movement today? So I started thinking about exercise more of movement on a movement basis than any than anything else. I think oh, it's I'm yeah. writing that down. What do I need from my movement today? Mm-hmm. I'd never thought about that. And you know, as women uh, with a cycle, I mean, there are definitely times mm-hmm. in your cycle where you're like, nope. Like, right. Don't it's, I think if we, as women, I know you also pay attention to the moon and cycles and all that. I think it's this understanding and paying attention that women are built on basically a 28 day cycle with the moon and understanding that what feels good at one part of your cycle may not feel good at the other one and not just pushing yourself because you're on a plan. Yes. Not healthy. Absolutely not healthy. Oh, you're bringing up so many great points that I hadn't thought of before. So this is so fun. I love it. Um, So recently though, you started some new work and with a strength counseling services. And I'm really curious because um, this is a, an organization that does online counseling. That's right. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the organization and then how you came to be a part of it because uh, I guess your role is something new that they're trying to implement and help their clients with. Yeah, you got it. Um, so strength counseling services has been around now for about 12 years. It's a completely online counseling service and they're very no, well known now across Canada and going into the United States now. Um, so yeah, so she has, so the owner, um, Amy, uh, Amanda Dewar, sorry, she has kind of two names. It's kind of the personal and business name. So, um, Amanda Dewar is the owner and she is the most amazing person I probably have ever met in my life. She is just astounding. She's loyal. She is trustworthy. She allows you to be human, which I believe that, you know, in, in a normal society working life, it, you know, it's almost like it's not allowed to just be a human, you know, to have emotions, to go through stuff, um, you know, so, but, and then this really works with obviously what she does is, is she is a counselor. So she really gives all of her workers or employees space 
to be exactly who they are when they need to be it. And it's so amazing. We have a supervisory advisory meeting every week. Um, and then another one with a bunch of counselors and I'm included in that, even though I'm not a counselor, which is fantastic. I'm learning a lot just from being with them. Um, and so we basically get counseled, right? Like we were able to, uh, say what, what's going on in our lives. And just so that we can bring our best and to be that person that our clients see, like, you know, it's not just about telling, uh, you know, our clients what to do or how to do it. It's being that image for them. It's being that like, Oh, I see, I see what fitness means, or I, I see what, what being healthy actually means because she's, she's doing it right in front of me right now. I see, I feel what love actually is. And this is something that I also want to put out there is uh, strength counseling services is not just counseling. We're not just going to, you know, they're not just going to talk to you. Right. And just, you know, whatever, but what they're going to do is show you absolute love Mm -hmm. and care, which is something I really, really respect and appreciate about this, um, this business that, um, that Amanda has started and she is the pinnacle of that. Um, so and then did I answer all the questions? I think. Well, so that, how did your, cause you just, you come into this organization, you're not a counselor, you have this background in fitness and nutrition and all these things. And so, you know, I'm curious, like what's the connection of course, between this counseling work that they're doing and the mental health and now the work that you're bringing in, why mm-hmm. is it so important that, you know, you are now uh, here to serve these clients as well? Mm. Well, so I actually met Amanda through my sister. They've been good friends for a long time. And and how we actually really met, I heard about um, Amanda a lot, but never met her. And when Amanda took, <laughs> she's so funny, to help a friend, she purchased half of her business because she was going to fall out. It was going to go bankrupt. And what this business was, was actually the sweat house here in Nanaimo. It is no longer up and running just due to COVID. And it was just time to let it go for them. Uh, But she bought half of the business and she's just a businesswoman. She's, you know, doesn't really know anything about fitness. And she, from my sister, she knew that I was in the business. So she asked my sister if she can contact me. She did. We met up and she hired me as a, like, basically a consultant for sweat house. And then eventually I got into the whole spinning thing, which was fantastic. Great time. Uh, but we, we were just talking one day and I was like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm just mentioned my certification in nutrition. She's like, what, why have I never known this? What's going on? And this whole time she's been really wanting to introduce that part, um, into her, um, into her business because, She's, she looks at everything very holistically and without nutrition, the proper food, the proper intake um, for your own body, of course, and also exercise, the mental piece is not going to succeed. It's not going to be sustainable. There might be you know, great progress, but without the knowledge and the wisdom of your own body and your own health needs, um, it's not going to be sustainable in the mental health piece wise. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And I love this approach, like that is all about being holistic and looking at the body and the mind and the brain, you know, it's interesting how, you know, we used to think the brain and the 
body were separate, but like, they're not like what, you know, they're connected and the gut brain, right. Gut health is being so important. You know, it's interesting because, uh, Samantha and I actually met, we connected through my business with Isana, through nutrition, through health. And it's been really fun, you know, getting to share that with you as well, as you grow and add another way of serving your clients with all that you're doing. And that whole, looking at the body as a whole. And one thing you said, which is super important, and you've mentioned it a few times is that it's about the individual person and what is the best solution for them and serving that person where they are and meeting them where they are is, is pretty amazing because it's hard, I think, to sometimes find, um, a coach or a trainer or a counselor or, you know, someone or a mentor that, can meet you where you are. And it really sounds like that's the kind of work that you're doing, um, not only, you know, through the business side with strength counseling services, but also on your own and, um, you know, with your classes and how you serve people. So I love that. (laughs) Did you want to add anything to that? Did I catch everything there? Yeah, pretty much. I, I do believe that, um, people don't need to be told what to, to do. What they need really is the space the support and the guidance to, to allow them to empower themselves to, um, to be healthy in the way that serves them best at this time in their life. Cause like you said earlier, different times in your life is going to call for different exercise even, or even different foods or, or anything, you know, our life changes and this is all a part of the journey. Right. And I always encourage my clients explore, and this is a journey through your body, through your mind. And I'm only here to give you guidance, to give you some, maybe some knowledge that you didn't know and to support you in any way that you feel is going to be the best to take you. I'll suggest all of the ideas that I want to put out there that I've seen. Let's say you send me a, a dietary record and I'll put out there, like, where do you want to start? And, and the whole idea is to not start and hit the ground running. The whole idea is to like, Hey, let's take a piece that, you know, that you are like a hundred percent that you can do this. So you can take this on for the next couple of weeks and then we'll meet again. And then when you're ready, we add on. Oh yeah, totally. I agree with you a hundred percent too many things at once. It really confuses people. It's too much and they just fail. And then they beat themselves up, which is like not the whole point of this. So, um, I want to get back to a couple of things because you mentioned a couple of things about gratitude a few times already. So I, I would love to explore a little bit, you know, how gratitude shows up in your life. Do you have any specific gratitude practices that you practice maybe on a daily or weekly basis? Oh my God. Like every, every day, multiple times a day, I practice gratitude. Um, and to be honest, and because I am really into food and what I'm eating, and I also have that background, um, of the nervous system kind of vibrating. Um, cause especially if I'm like really go, go, go that day. Cause that does happen. And of course, this is just life. Um, I always, I always bring myself back down before I eat. So I sit down, I have my food in front of me and I'll actually offer prayers or a meditation or whatever you want to call it. I'll breathe. Um, and then I'll, I'll I'll always say, thank you. I'll always say thank you for all the things that are grateful that I'm grateful for in my life. And even this morning, (laughs) this morning, and because I I was inspired by, uh, Julie's wake up with gratitude this morning, as soon as I woke up, because I know I'm a part of this podcast today, I was super excited. I, I usually roll out of bed and then I do all my stuff and then I meditate. But this time I sat up, 
put my hands together in Anjali Mudra, a prayer mudra, and I bowed my head and was just, I did my great gratitude right then and there, even before I got out of bed this morning. So thank you for that. That that makes a big difference, even before getting out of bed, putting your feet on the floor, right? <laughs> Oh, so beautiful. I love it. I can literally feel your gratitude from, you know, across town. (laughs) I love that so much. And I think you and I were both expressing gratitude at the same time, because probably around the time you're waking up, I was standing on the beach Mm. and I was by myself. So beautifully crazy this morning. I went to like a beach that's fairly popular and Friday morning of a long weekend, you would think there would be lots of people. I was by myself, only car in the parking lot down at Piper's Lagoon Oh wow! for like a good portion of the sunrise. It was truly amazing. Like to just be alone. And I sat and I did, I like said, thank you. And I did my thankful prayer. So I believe we were probably definitely connected this morning, um, mm-hmm. because of this, this opportunity for us to do this podcast together. And Samantha, what I love is that you've given us so many things to think about. And thank you for your honesty about your struggle with exercise addiction. Um, You know, there might be someone listening today that, you know, they might suddenly realize like, oh, wait, that that's me. I like, I never take a day off and I'm not taking care of myself. If that person is listening today, what would be a first step that you would advise them to take? Keeping it simple, right? Keeping it simple, silly. Yes, for sure. That is something that I really have to live by and remind myself as well of. Um, Do not fret. It's okay that, you know, that you have been pushing yourself. Um, But understand that, you know, that you're not doing yourself a service if you don't properly recover. So breathe, relax. And one, one mantra that I used for a long period of time was here and now breathe and relax. It just brings you back to presence. Um, so I think being present with, with your body and how it feels and also your mental state, your emotional state and your spiritual state as well. Um, it really can tell you a lot about what to do today and just try. I think it's, it, we've, we've lost because of all the information out there. We've lost the trust in our own bodies to tell us what to do or even the lack of trust in our own selves. And we just keep looking out on the internet or wherever else or somebody else to, to tell us what to do. And people, the answers are all inside, you know, it's, it's, it sounds a little cliche, but it's, it's so immensely true. So the one thing that I would just say is just, it's okay to slow down and just take it step by step, you know, maybe take, a day off to start off just by stretching or doing nothing or just sitting, sitting down and reading a book, you know, anything like that. So good. Thank you. Uh, I would like to share where is the best people for best place for people to connect with you. Uh, Facebook is the best. Um, if you're looking for strength counseling services and for with me in there, of course, and anything else to do with that, uh, strengthcounseling.com would be the website that you could reach. And I, you could also reach me there as well. Okay, perfect. We'll make sure all the important links are there, including, um, Samantha's Facebook connection, the connection to strength counseling services, and as well as a direct email. So that if you wanted to, you know, connect with Samantha through email, we'll, we'll make sure that's in the show notes, but the the best place, like we said, uh, is through Facebook. So thank you again, my friend, for being here with me today, for sharing your presence, your energy with us and your, your beautiful reminder that it's all about just 
being here now and just in this present moment. So I'm so grateful for you. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm grateful for you as well. Thank you, Julie. I promised a secret if you hung around till the end of the podcast. So some of you may not know this, but after I graduated university, I took a trip around Europe. I traveled all over Europe with my backpack for nine weeks and my best friend Leanne had to come with me for this trip. We had decided to do this trip together. This was many years ago, long before cell phones. We barely, I don't even know that we had email at the time. It was quite a complicated and difficult thing to organize ahead of time. And then when you were traveling to make changes on your plan was even more complicated. What happened on this trip is though, even though Leanne and I had been friends for so many years, we ended up not being the best of travel partners. I will admit that I was not the ideal travel partner and I made things really difficult for her. And when we got to Rome about halfway through our trip, we made a very difficult decision to go our separate ways. And that decision, which could have been the end of our friendship, is actually what saved our friendship. So we split up for a few days, only a few days. And then we met back together at a train station and we had planned, I mean, this is crazy when you actually think about it in today's world, but at the time, like we didn't have any way to connect with each other except for emails. If we could get to, uh, like an internet cafe. So we had made a time to arrange to meet at this train station that neither of us had been to, to catch a train to go to Vienna together. But while we were apart, I had uh, met a friend and that friend had convinced us to go to Greece with him. Oh, and I retell you the story now. It sounds absolutely crazy, but we said yes. And you know, she was upset with me for changing the plans at the last minute, but she went with it and we took a ferry over to Greece. We had been in Italy, took a ferry over to Greece and ended up spending three days in Greece on Corfu, the island of Corfu, and just had the most incredible time. And it really was that time together in Greece that brought us back together, that brought us closer together as friends, as best friends. And I, you know, we have been best friends now for almost 30 years. It's pretty incredible how close we are. So, you know, sometimes you need to say goodbye and I need my space in order to save a friendship. And that remains one of the most important decisions that we made in our friendship. And that has allowed us to be friends so many years later. Thank you for listening right to the end of the podcast. I hope this episode inspired you to choose to practice gratitude in different ways than you might have before. If you're not already following the podcast on your favorite app, all you have to do is click on the check mark or plus sign under the wake up with gratitude podcast name to make sure that you're alerted of all the new episodes. If you really enjoy this podcast and want others to hear about it, it would mean so much if you could leave a review on your favorite app. Your review can help others to find the podcast and start to join us in choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.